Wakey Wakey Eggs and Bakey. Welcome back to PM in the AM, the comedy podcast that you've been waiting for. <laughs> I am Blake Bushman, joined by my co-host, Porter McNeely, and every week we try to bring you a certain amount of time full of humor. We say, you usually say half an hour, but we haven't been super great sticking to that, so however long <laughs> this podcast is, it will be that amount of time of humor, and we're bringing it to you. Awesome, yeah. It has been more like 45 minutes, and I've really noticed on the editing side of things, because it definitely, when it's 30 minutes, I crank that editing out and have the audio ready to go. Then it's 45. It takes yeah, a long time. You're going to have to up my pay because <laughs> I sign over half hour episodes. I'm doing 45 minutes. The time commitment is way greater than what I signed up for. So I'm going to yeah, have to get a raise. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we will start making some money soon. Speaking of, uh, you know, headed in the right direction, we did have a couple of reels take off on Instagram this week. Felt, felt kind of good. We were discussing it before the show. A couple of reels, over 50,000 views. So if you're a new listener, new follower, uh, shout out to you. This podcast, you know, you come here for funny brackets, funny debates, amazing questions like you saw in those reels where we were debating would you rather scenarios. We've got some hypothetical situations coming up a little later on the show. We're going to get into an insane news story happening in China. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But yeah, definitely really excited for the show today, Blake. How are you feeling? I'm fantastic, man. And I, I do feel bad because every week I we always start with a question. And I forgot to ask you how you're doing. So I got I to gotta re- hit the rewind button. I know you kind of already did your little your little intro for yourself, but the people are dying to know. How is... Mr. PM and the AM himself. Well, I would like to say usually, you know, I'm great or excellent. But Blake, today I had an experience that is completely synonymous with having a bad day. And it, it includes rain and it includes feeling terrible. Have you ever, you know, seen a movie or something where some schmuck is standing on the side of the road and there's just a giant puddle in the road. He's just, he's standing on the sidewalk and somebody just drives by and absolutely drenches that poor guy. Oh, I mean, it's the most, like, stereotypical, they're already having a bad day moment in a movie. Like, it's, you have to already be down, and then it happens, too. For that. <laughs> um, yeah, so imagine me, you know, I was delivering packages today, FedEx truck, so both That's doors rough. wide open. I'm parked by a puddle, didn't even think about it, and, you know, I'm delivering, like, five, I think it was, like, giant toolboxes to this house. So I'm going in and out of the truck. You know, I'm heavy breathing because I'm yeah. trying to move quickly. You know, it's it's still a pretty warm day, even though it had been like a monsoon. So we got lots of rain on the ground. And this Honda Civic, like 1990 Honda Civic, comes just flying down the road. And I got hit with an absolute typhoon wave of water on the inside of the truck. It smelled horrible. It smelled like piss. And, you know... <laughs> I thought, wow, this is this is kind of crazy. Like, I should be having like an absolutely terrible day because this happened to me, but it was just kind of funny. So I was gonna say you were probably having a bad day with how many you know heavy things you're having to unload and in the rain and trying to hurry, and then that happens. It's almost like too perfect to even be out about. Like, it's just like okay, well, of course this happened right now. (laughs) Exactly. Like I. I don't know. I was just kind of laughing because I got like, I had like a, they gave me like a brand new iPad for uh, the routing stuff. And it just got, just took up an absolute tsunami wave right to the screen and stuff. And like all the electronics of the truck. So to me, that was just kind of funny, you know, as I'm sitting there drenched and I'm like, what is that smell? And then I realized it was from that. But yeah, shout out to that. I'm assuming it was probably like a high school kid who saw the puddle, who saw me unsuspecting, you know, sitting in the driver's seat 
all nice and proper and you know i got absolutely drenched head to toe so <laughs> he saw that open door and was like now's my chance never will fate line up so perfectly that the FedEx truck is perfectly over a puddle. Well, that's what I said. It started off like a movie because I've only ever seen that happen in movies before. And so to actually experience that, you know, I felt like I was, I was living in a, in a movie and yeah, luckily I didn't let it ruin my day. So that's why I'm going to go clear back to when you asked me how I was doing Blake. And I'm going to answer that with pretty good. You know, now that I've come home, I've dried off and I'm ready to go for this excellent pot. So let's get right into it, Blake. We have the ridiculous roundup back, the segment where we scour the news stories, what's trending, what's going on. And this week we are going to China and we are discussing, Blake, did you see the story? So there's a zoo in China that is being accused of having humans dress up in a bear costume for the patrons to go around and then look at these quote unquote sun bears. Did you see these pictures? Okay, I, ha- I have seen them. And if you haven't, you need to go look at because. This is 100% a dude in a costume. I mean, it's a quality costume, but there's no way that's not a costume. <laughs> it's a quality costume. What do you mean? It looks like a mascot. You know, let's pretend Smokey the Bear, you know, the fire safety bear was going to your local high school sporting event. That's skinnier. Just imagine skinnier with a lighter brown circle on the stomach, which, you know, is another thing that I think is a little bit too convenient to be true. Is like, why is the circle perfect on the stomach? Is that really how bears are? Yeah, I, I did look up a picture of these. It's a sun bear, I think is what they say. It's supposed to be some endangered species. I, so I looked up a picture of what they're supposed to look like. And, you know, overall pretty close. But the pictures, it's just it just like looks like some guy just standing there. And really, it's like the head looks okay because it's not like oversized i mean it's you know it looks like a bear head for the most part but then it's just like it it looks like they got a dude that's way too small because it's just so baggy there's at least three rolls on the back yeah and you can see where the pants are like buckled into the like it's awful it's got a nice belt on there hold it's like a suspenders with a belt holding the legs up no but here's the here's the thing that i thought you know was a little bit suspicious and that is because the bear's name is angela i was like why would you why would you give a Mm. sun bear a human name are we sure that's not just an employee (laughs) yeah that's not a great name for a sun bear i feel like they need to send somebody there at night to really just scope it out and see like is it just some guy that he has the top half of the costume off and he's just like eating a pizza like i guess i don't know in right in uh china maybe it's rice and whatever i don't know what like the equivalent of pizza is in china is it just pizza it, it, yeah I'm, I'm sure they eat pizza there well if you go there after hours what you're gonna see is an empty cage because uh mm. angela went home for the night <laughs> she took off the costume it's sitting on the tree in the in- enclosure and she uh took off so <laughs> what's what's hilarious to me is that the like and I'm just going strictly off of headlines here, but I saw something that the Chinese government came out and said that it's not a human dressed up in a costume like they had to go out of their way to defend <laughs> their sun bear enclosure had legitimate sun bears, which uh, they were. anybody who's seen it knows this stuff. <laughs> I mean, that would be quite upsetting, you know, as you're uh if you're, you know, proud of your country and then all of a sudden you're getting knocked that you have humans in a zoo thing, yeah, that's not a good look. And Blake, that's actually not the first time that China ha- Chinese zoos have come under fire for something like this. I guess there was another time, there's been another two documented times where they've actually had dogs in lion enclosures and then 
the tourists have been, you know, gathering around to look at these lions in air quotes and they have barked. And that's when it's all been, you know, given away and they were golden retrievers in lion cages. So I think that's all it to make it look like they buzz it to look like a lion. Is that actually what they do? I don't know if they buzzed it, but that it's actually real. In, In the article that I read about this story, there's been two separate uh, encounters, like African lion encounters that have actually just been dogs. I mean, they have to, but they have to give it the mane, right? Or what's it, what's it called? Is it a lion? Yeah, yeah a lion's mane. mane. Yeah. All right. They have to buzz it to give it that look. Otherwise, <laughs> if you're going to do it, go all in. I don't think you're going to fool anybody with just a full long golden retriever. But golden retriever with a fresh cut? You know what's crazy to me is the fact that, so there's a amusement park that's local to us. And this amusement park comes under fire every year. Because they have this little train ride. Train ride takes you through a zoo. Well, I say zoo, but it's I really should zoo. say there's some generous. pads surrounded by chain link fences. And they've got like a tiger. They've got a lion. And all they have is four feet of space to each side and chain link fence. That is all they've got. And you drive around and you see these animals just lay sprawled out. And it's really sad. Every time that I've been on that ride, even as a little kid, I was like, something's not right here. Like, can we just put up fake animals and make this more like the uh, ride at Disneyland where you're you're on the boat ride. I'm wondering how does China not be able to get real lions, but somehow this place has real lions laying on a cement pad. That that's true, yeah, because calling it a zoo is probably the most g- generous thing that you could do. Like I can't even think of an equivalent because it is nowhere near a zoo. It is an animal prison. Like that's <laughs> like if you're against zoos, if you're for animal rights or whatever, this place is like what you have nightmares about because it oh, is. Yeah. I've never seen a more devastated looking animal than on that train ride. But yeah, here's the thing. It's not like a big feature of this amusement park. Like it's a pretty small, if they tore it out and, you know, let the animals free and, uh, you know, put them into a legitimate zoo, I don't think anybody would miss it because I think there's been one time in my life and I live 15 minutes from this place. That I've actually gone and seen those animals because I saw it once and I was like, oh, this is devastating. I'm not coming back here. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, you know, kind of crazy when you think about it that they can have those. And and what they really need, Blake, is to hire these people that are wearing the costumes. They need to find this costume designer. They need to get some costumes, have humans lay out there in the cages, you know, during operating hours and, you know, make a good wage, make an honest yeah. living. Yeah, create jobs. It's good for the economy that, that way. You know, how much money have to pay you to be uh, put into a cage? You know, I was debating this earlier in my head, and I was thinking, you know, you'd have to be kind of crazy to want to do this job. And so I came up with a, a good program that I thought, you know, maybe for criminals that are becoming released back into the wild, you know, say they've been in prison for a few years, and we're helping them slowly transition back into normal life. We could, you know, have them caged half the day in animal costumes while they're making some money, while they're becoming better. And then they can, the rest of the time is theirs. And they can, you know, go out and live their life again. Not, what do you think about this idea? So, okay, <laughs> so let me get this straight. Your idea is to take people who have been released from prison and say, hey, I have an idea. Why don't you put on this stupid costume? <laughs> And go back into a cage. Well, you know, look, you want to know what people just out of prison don't want to do is be locked up all day. I think that they would do anything but that job. <laughs> you know what they want to do? They want to make some honest money. They want to put some smiles on some kids' faces when they go around the corner and see a lion. That's what they yeah. want to do. <laughs> Here's This wouldn't work in the U.S., though, because in China, maybe, maybe they get some guy who just really needs the money and, and that because they got a huge population over there. 
I feel like in the U.S. here, you know, there's people that, that really would need the money, but I just feel like no matter who you get, there's going to be talking to the people. Like you're going to have a talking bear in the middle of the zoo. Like you're going to get a kid walking by, just be like, "Hey, kid, toss me that fruit, fruit snack." Like <laughs> that'd be a wild experience. And that brings me to another question, Blake: Which animal are you choosing? Let's say you have to get caged up at a zoo, playing an animal. What are you choosing, and why? Mm. Okay, so this depends on really important question. Is my goal to get caught or no. to not get caught? I mean, to to not get caught, yeah. Okay, so let's say I only get paid if I don't get caught because mm-hmm. that changes things because otherwise I would be going strictly for comfort and uh, I feel like the seals would, you know, you just kind of swim out all day. But if I, have to, if I can't get caught, I can't hang out with the seals because they're doing acrobatics that, you know, I, I wouldn't look good in that wetsuit, so I can't pull that off. So what I am going to have to go to, though, is the uh, hippo. Oh, I feel like okay. the costume would be the most comfortable and spacious. I could put uh, little snacks in the in the belly or something. I'd just reach back there, and I'd be, be snacking all day. And hippos don't do anything. They just kind of, like, stand there and, like, so I feel like I, I feel like I could do that job pretty easily. So you're just going to wobble some and then lay down for the rest of the day? That's your plan as a hippo? Yeah. Yeah. As long as there's AC in the costume. If there's not AC in there, I'm, I'm a dead man. So. Yeah, that's that's a good selection. I think they probably have one of the biggest cages at the zoo, and they usually have like a nice water thing, so you can even go swim up for the fans. Good choice, Blake. Well, as I was thinking about this, I think there's only one pick, and I don't know the size of this animal, so I may be the biggest version of this animal to ever exist. So apart from winning a Guinness World Record, I'm also hacking this question because I am going to be a sloth and I'm going to lay on a tree branch all day, do nothing. And then when I have to move, you know, I'll probably have to remind myself, just do those slower movements, act slothly. Yeah, I think that, I think that's the way to go. I think you've got to choose sloth there. That's a, that's a good call. That's actually, now that I think about it, I think just whatever you can do where you don't have to do anything is uh, good. Because this guy in the sunbear costume got caught because he was out standing up on two legs, like walking he was around. waving like a human being. Yeah, like so you got to be you got to be smart about it and choose something that doesn't move. And really, now that I'm talking about it, I think the actual best answer is the tiger, only based off of the fact that anytime I go to the zoo, I have no idea where the tigers are. So I will be in a tiger costume. Just laid down in the back subway. Won't even have the costume on. It'll be next to me, but nobody will know because uh, you never know where the tigers are at. <laughs> True. That's a good point. Those things, they say they got it, but they don't. All right. Well, some good discussion there. We are going to be back with spin on a segment that we've done before. We're going to be answering hypothetical questions that we found on the internet. It's going to be really fun. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back with that. And we are back. We've got a brand new spin on a segment. We're going to call this Hypothetically Speaking. So what we've done is we have scoured the internet, found the best hypothetical questions we could possibly find. We're going to be pitching them to each other for the first time and getting live answers on the show. Blake, what was your process like finding questions? Where did you turn to? Was it difficult? Did any of these actually come from the old noggin, or, or where did you get these from? Yeah, if I'm being totally honest with you, uh, I was under the impression you had the questions. Oh, <laughs> I've got like five, so I, I think we'll be doing uh, that. Yeah, uh, so where did I go? I went to you. That's my source. <laughs> he went to Jared. <laughs> That's fine, because I got plenty of hypothetical questions, Blake, and here we go. 
I, I think I'm gonna. Should I go with my favorite one first, or, or should, no? I'm gonna I'm gonna warm up into it. Yeah. So Liz, you're not yeah, getting I my do. favorite one to start off. All right, Blake. Hypothetically speaking, you get two million in cash, straight up. But every time you exit your house, you have to eat a pop tart. Are you taking this deal? Mm. Okay, so I get just two million cash. Okay, if you just, agree, just two million. <laughs> okay, you know what? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take the pop tarts. So this right, includes. I'll, I'll take the two million and the pop tarts. I would not choose pop tarts over two million dollars. <laughs> this includes Blake. You forget something inside. You got to go back, back and forth. You know, yeah. five trips. You're grilling on the patio, back and forth. You're eating do five pop tarts. Do I have to stand on the patio while I eat this, or can I like eat it on my way to wherever I'm no, going? You've got to eat it before you fully exit the house. Oh, interesting. Pop tart has to be finished. Okay. I mean, regard. I'm, it's two million dollars, and I love pop tarts. If it is, if this were like pickles, like oh, it's Ooh. two million dollars, but you have to eat a pickle every time you leave. I would shoot myself in the foot because, like, like I couldn't do it, but I'd also hate myself for not taking the two million dollars. But pop tarts, I might be a little obese, but I'm also gonna have two million dollars. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think I could do it. I think uh, depending on the flavor, and think about. How fast is that $2 million going to go? These Pop-Tarts aren't free, Blake. You still got to go out and purchase them to make what? sure. Yeah, you're signing an agreement saying that you're buying Pop-Tarts, so every time you leave your house, you're going to have to eat one before you go out. So this whole $2 Pop-Tarts million. Pop-Tarts don't trees. This whole $2 million, I thought it was like a magical thing. Like I had a Pop-Tart drawer that I'd open up. There'd be my keys and my Pop-Tart. Like I thought this was provided to me. I didn't realize that I was going to have to be spending $2 million on Pop-Tarts. I don't know how long it would take you to spend $2 million on Pop-Tarts. I, yeah. I don't think you could probably ever get to that. Oh, I think you, I mean, like you said, if if I leave my house, okay, I'm going to walk you through a day. All right, so <laughs> I wake up, blah, 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 I'm going to work, boom, Pop-Tart. All right, I come home from work, I go to the gym, boom, Pop-Tart. I come home, uh, if I, let's say I go on a nice, I have to go get something for dinner that I forgot. We don't have any eggs. Oh, boom, that's another Pop-Tart. Let's say I'm going to go on a walk after dinner. Boom, that's another pop. I'm up to four Pop-Tarts already. And is it a pack sounds like a horrible Pop-Tart every time? I'm going to go single Pop-Tart, but you know how it's going to happen to the other one while you're waiting? That thing's going to be stale as can be. Not only is it going to be disgusting, it's going to be stale. You're going to have to make sure you go out in even numbers. And you don't want that thing sitting there all night. <laughs> you got to... You got to make sure that, oh, I got to go stand out on the porch for a minute because I got to eat this Pop-Tart before it's bad. I guarantee you're going to get to the point where you forget your phone and you say, you know what? Don't care. I'm not going back in because I will not come back out and eat another Pop-Tart. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one Pop-Tart. Like, I can eat a Pop-Tart in approximately two and a half seconds. Like, I think if you timed me, I could throw one of those bad boys down real quick. And, you know, there's there's no protein, no fiber, so you're not feeling full off of this thing. It's not, you know, after 15 minutes, it's like, oh, did I even eat a Pop-Tart today? I don't know. I'm mainly concerned about the money. If I'm having to eat two Pop-Tart packets a day, you know, I'm saying if there's four in there, that'll last me two days. How much do one of those cost? Five bucks? If I'm spending $5 every two days, I mean, that's just eating into my $2 million. Sure, I'd have to live a long time to get to $2 million, but I'm a little I'm a little bitter that po- Big Pop-Tart uh, didn't provide this to me when I signed this deal. Yeah, it's like the documentary, uh, the guy that at McDonald's, the Super Size Me thing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, well, Pop-tart. we're going to see what happens. Yeah, we're going to see what happens first. Blake <laughs> eats $2 million worth of Pop-Tarts or Blake dies. Yeah. That... Over Pop-Tarty. 
I guess I shouldn't be too worried about spending $2 million on Pop-Tarts when I will likely die of uh, heart failure before that. So, really, I mean, sir, I your arteries are full of blueberry Pop-Tart filling. <laughs> Why? They have to cut me open for surgeries. Why is he oozing strawberry filling? <laughs> also, Doctor's like, I would have much rather gone to a toaster strudel. Yeah, another question. Can I change the flavor, or is it one flavor for all time and eternity? No, I would say you can change the flavor. Oh, I mean, that's really saving grace. I would choose uh, the brown sugar one, mm. but uh, if I can change, I'm gonna get a nice rotation in there. Get the the variety pack with some some wild berry going. I'll be all right. Which pop tarts? A while ago, oh, we got like buttered waffle pop tarts. Horrible, an absolute disgrace. It yeah, that's disgusting. So. Hopefully you got to throw those in your rotation at some point. You got to try them out. That doesn't sound no. If you just said they're awful, I don't think that, hey, you should try them out should be the next thing out of your mouth. I'm, I'm pretty sure that people at Oreo and the people at Pop-Tart have a deal behind the scenes where they're like, okay, we have one guy that's deciding crazy flavors for us. He shoots out the ideas to both of them because both of those products sometimes come out with things that you know are more disgusting than sin. They are just horrific flavors. I think they have to... They have to bid over the idea. This guy, <laughs> this guy comes out with like, oh, this one's going to be mint carrot cake. Who wants it? Um, and Pop-Tart and Oreos. Uh, uh, like, bidding on it to get the, the rights to this guy like, for these flavors. Like my pumpkin spice watermelon flavor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure he's like a chemist too, man. No, that's funny that you bring that up. All right, let's, let's move along to the next question, Blake. I, this one might be a little bit more thought-provoking, and so... I'm excited to read this one to you. It says, you can time travel to the night before Abraham Lincoln was assassinated and warn him and try to prevent him from being assassinated, but you can only say two words before the time machine returns you to current time. What do you say? Okay, I, I got to put some, some thought into this, because if I say the first thing that comes to my mind, odds are Honest Abe's still getting a, a bullet in the head. But uh, part of me also wonders is, you know the butterfly effect? Sure, I'm saving a good guy, but uh, what's going to happen later down the line? Am I going to come back and it's going to be like, you know, some sort of devastation has happened and there's a world dictator because I saved Abraham Lincoln? I don't know if I want that blood on my hands. So in that case, what are you saying? Goodbye? <laughs> are you not warning him with goodbye? You're not worried about that saving Well, no, him? because I will also disappear immediately after. I mean... <laughs> He's, I'm saying these two words, I'm I'm out of there. And uh, he's just going to be like, oh, well, that was a weird guy, but he said goodbye and he's gone. Guess I'm going if to you the say goodbye theater. or disappear into time space, he's going to be concerned about aliens and he's not going to the movies the next night. Oh, he for sure is because he's got to distract himself. He's going to be like, I got to really clear my mind with some the with some uh, with a nice theatrical performance. Clear my mind was probably the best. <laughs> like... Oh no, that's that's yeah, terrible. His, his mind was cleared. Like, yeah, I mean, if <laughs> let's say if I do try to save him, though, I don't even know what I could say. Just oh god, they got nothing. I'm I'm letting the guy get shot. I don't want. Yeah, the, the world has been okay since then, you know. But I think he did what he came here to do. And uh, as I was thinking about this, thing, I was I was potentially thinking, and and I was erring on the side of honest Abe, such a good man. He was going to continue to do good and and whatnot, and. You know, who knows where we'd be living now because of his contributions. I was going to say no theater. I think that's a, that's the clearest way to say don't go. I guess you could say stay don't home. Go. But he's like, stay home from what? I got a lot of things on the president, you know? So 
no theater something something like that you give him a nice heads up yeah but may- maybe he'll do- here's the problem i'm trying to think of what's gonna make him not focus on the fact that you just disappeared into space time because like you said i'm saying these words and then i'm gone and i think his mind will only be focused on that so i think you just got to be like no alien or dent and uh, <laughs> you then disappear because then he's gonna stay home like yeah die and and then he'll be like oh man i gotta stay home from everything because the magic mystery man that disappeared into the ether said i was gonna die and that might make him stay home that's a fair assumption. I, th- I think we've put in some good analysis to this question, Blake. Let's move on. So hypothetically speaking, you're one minute away from starving to death and you enter the supermarket. What is the first thing you're going to eat and why? Uh, I would assume anything that's within a one minute walk. I feel like starving to death, I got to get some nutrients in me so, and it's got to be something quick and easy. You know, you can't go to the anything that needs to be cooked because I ain't got that kind of time. So... I'm thinking about the grocery store near my house where I go. I walk in, there's kind of an aisle, straight at the end of that, all the produce and fruit. I am going to town on those grapes. <laughs> the grapes, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a banana. I mean, just rip that thing open and, and eat it. And then I got to go down. If I work my way down, you know, through all the fruits, as I'm starving, obviously I'm going to be eating a lot. Then I get into the uh, the bulk section where you can just like they have like the little dispensers and they have all sorts of nuts and everything there i'm just opening my mouth and walking down there and opening up all those and all just filling up i mean that's a pretty good strategy well you're you you mentioned grapes first blake and and i've had a thought come across my mind a couple of times in my life and that is why at the grocery store is it allowed for you you know there's like a bunch of grapes you open it up why can you eat one grape but you can't do that with any other product in the grocery store Oh, well, who told you you could eat one grape? That's I've seen that happen a lot. I, I know a lot of people that do that. Is that not legal? I mean, that's got to be fair game. I don't think it's illegal per se, but I don't, it's not in the, the grocery store bylaws of, hey, yeah, it is. On, upon <laughs> picking up a package of grapes, you can open it up and eat one grape. <laughs> no, you can eat like two or three to decide that they're ripe, but it's only with grapes. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're opening up these grapes munching on a few to decide if they're ripe and then if they're not you're putting them back i mean you're talking to the wrong guy or, I, I don't go to the supermarket and i much never yeah. go to the produce aisle well yeah i can tell you don't go to the supermarket because you'd be in prison by now <laughs> no if yeah. you were opening up grapes munching on them and then setting them back if you didn't like how they tasted I'm, well it's not like a munch it's like a, a plop into your mouth and then chew i would say i'm not munching them oh i mean you're you're munching. They're grapes. They're and they're nice and crispy. I, this is unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that's the only way to just do... anything at the grocery store. <laughs> See, I always thought you could do it with grapes, so I'm just finding this out. But I was thinking the other day we bought like a family sized thing of Chips Ahoy, and they were like already stale. So I was like, why can't we spread this tactic onto that? <laughs> so you want to open up the Chips Ahoy, try a few, decide if they're still good. No, it's not my fault that they sold me a stale package and they charged us six dollars for it. I mean, I'm entitled to a crispy Chips Ahoy, just like I'm entitled to a crispy grape. So is it going to be like I go to the grocery store and I have to sort through all the Chips Ahoy to find the one that is completely full still that I know has tampered with? Like, I'm going to open up all these other ones. There's going to be three cookies missing from all the people that have walked by. (laughs) I could see how you're poking holes in this one, but for some reason, watch the people in the grapes section. I have never, I'm not going to admit to have ever done this. But I am sure that this happens with grapes. I don't know why. 
Uh, I mean, I feel like, sure, if if they're in my cart and I'm already going to buy them, like, yeah, you can... What if they taste terrible? You're still going to be like, by the way, at the checkout, these grapes taste horrible, but I am going to spend my hard-earned money on them. No, because I'm going to look before I start chowing down. I'm going to look and be but like, oh, hey, be these, deceiving. Grapes, these grapes are supposed to be red. They're still green. I'm not going to get these ones. But, oh, look, these are mushy. I'm not going to. I feel like it's a pretty simple process. Grapes are uh, pretty. I mean, you can see them. You don't need to open it up and try them to see if they're good. What I'm learning from this segment is that you should never eat grapes at the Bushman household if Blake has been going to the grocery store because that man just goes in there blind and guesses on the grapes or tastes it and realizes it's terrible and still buys them. On the contrary, I'm a, apparently I had no idea that I was such a grape expert. Everybody else needs to put something in their mouth to see if it's good, whereas I can look at it and see, oh, that's not good, and I won't get it. It's like That's like having to open up a banana to see if it's ripe yet. <laughs> I can clearly tell it's green. Oh, that one's green. That one's brown. I'm not going to do those. I'm going to get this nice yellow one. I don't need to open it and start eating it to see if it tastes good. See, that's a rookie mistake, Blake, because you never buy the bananas when they're yellow because then by the time you get them home, they're going to be brown. You buy the bananas when they're green, oh, and then you let them ripen. Unless you're eating them in the store like you, then you got to buy them <laughs> when they're yellow because you, by the time you get out of the store, you're just going to have peels left. <laughs> if it was up to me, I'd be making banana bread in the bakery if I could. This is unbelievable. I can't. I had no I mean, if you are set on buying it, you can open it. I think you can open anything and try it. You want to open up your Chips Ahoy? Boom, you're good. You have to buy it, though. That was actually the wild part. In high school, I worked at a grocery store, and I, I never knew that you know people would like walk in and just eat a snack, get a drink, drink the drink, and then you'd be at the checkout stand, and it'd be like an empty can just rolling down, and they'd scan it. I never knew that was possible. I, I feel like that should be frowned upon, don't you? Isn't that kind of weird? This is coming from the guy who wants to open the can, drink half of it. Oh, this is flat. I'm gonna. I didn't say anything about opening a can. I only want to do damage to a product that has damaged me, Blake. I don't remember the original question at this point. I am just baffled by the fact that you think you should be able to try a product and then put it back. You've never like heard of a, a test drive shirt? <laughs> yeah, but you can still go buy the full car. You're not taking the steering wheel with you to see if you like how it fits before you decide if you want to buy the car. Okay, I can see the logic there, but I also uh, am not fully convinced. Either way, the question was if you were starving and, and had one minute, and that's why I'm running up to the candy thing, you know, in the front by the check stands, they got all those candies. I'm taking a Hostess cherry pie, maybe three, and that's going to give me the energy needed to continue on in life. Yeah, I don't know if I'm starving, a hostess cherry pie is going to be the best form of... Uh, I think you're going to go back to starving <laughs> real quick. No way. With, with you're going to go back to happy. With my grapes and bulk foods, I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna be full for the next four to six hours. You, no, 15 you're... minutes go by, you'll be like, oh man, I'm going to have to walk out the door so I can eat another Pop-Tart. Like this. You're going to die trying <laughs> to fill a bag with flour in the bulk aisles. All right, Blake... <laughs> Let's move on to my next question. This, this again, should bring up some good debate. So hypothetically speaking, you can only wear one style of t-shirt for the rest of your life, and there are only two options. The first says, I'm with stupid, and it has an arrow pointing up to you. And the second one is the tuxedo printed t-shirt, which will be you be wearing forever. Man, it, I mean, I feel like it's got to be I'm with stupid. I feel like to a point it's creative enough to where like people would see it 
the first few times at least if you're like Haha, nice shirt and then you just you know you get to move on with your life and the first time people see it, they're going to be funny. But I feel like it's a lot. The only good thing that comes out of the, the tuxedo t-shirt is that, you know, if I go to a formal event, I won't be showing up with an I with stupid t-shirt. I'll be showing up with somewhat formal attire. <laughs> You'll be showing up as, I didn't put any effort into whatever event I'm at. And I think you're kind of passing by a big danger with the I'm with stupid t-shirt. And that is... After about three or four times that somebody t- comments on your shirt, you're like, you're not going to think it's funny anymore. You're going to have heard all the jokes fairly quick, and it's going to get annoying quick. Yeah, but they're going to think it's funny. And that's what's really important <laughs> to me is, yeah. you know, I'm well aware that it's not funny, and the jokes are going to be like, ha-ha, you know, whatever. But I'm stuck wearing this shirt, so I'm going to have to deal with it. But as long as they think it's funny, it's okay. But the more I think about it, I feel like I have to go with the tuxedo. I feel like it's more versatile. Oh, I'm less likely to get kicked out of a wedding with a tuxedo oh, yeah. t-shirt than with, than an <laughs> I'm with stupid t-shirt. You know, maybe nobody wants that in their family <laughs> picture. Yeah, nobody wants the I'm with stupid showing up in family pictures. That that is a bad look. <laughs> but I think if you do go I'm with stupid, you really have to embrace it. You have to start number one talking to yourself, and number two, like hitting yourself in the head every time you know you are talking to yourself. And so people are like, this guy's crazy. He's wearing a knife with stupid t-shirt. He's talking to himself. We'll give him some room. We'll probably, you know, pull out our phones and film him and put it on social media because he'll be looking crazy. But yeah, I I think personally, I would hate to wear a tuxedo t-shirt. And I don't know what the amount you'd have to pay me to wear one of those look. It's a bad look. (laughs) Gosh, could there be a worse look than a tuxedo Uh, t-shirt? Well, and I with stupid t-shirt might... <laughs> pointing to yourself, Mike. We gotta get a couple of these and go out into public. You know, we do a little rock paper scissors battle to see which who gets what T-shirt. No, we have to go to like a public event in the. Oh, that's a good way to think about it. If I'm with you and I choose which one you wear to make you look more stupid, I feel like I would choose the tuxedo one for you. <laughs> so that's the good. That's the good tuxedo, khaki shorts, and like dad flip flops. That could not be topped. <laughs> the cargo shorts, the big old pockets, dude. Yep, yep. That's an awful look. Oh, that's man. incredible. Yeah, or the I was stupid can be a joke. Tuxedo shirts could not. Remember the plaid shorts? It was like a big mm-hmm. phase. You know, you'd go to oh, Aeropostale yeah. and you'd get your blue checkered plaid shorts. That with a tuxedo t-shirt, probably impossible to beat in terms of bad fashion. And that's coming from somebody who doesn't give a crap about fashion. Yeah, no, that's that's top tier. I think I went to a school with a kid who wore that on a Ooh. regular basis. I'm so. gonna guess he smelled bad. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just smell it from here. That just you can smell the smell vibe. Do you think yeah. it helps with built-in bo? Oh, oh, it has man. to. If you wear khaki or the the plaid shorts, that just with a tuxedo t-shirt that comes with no washing machine at all. That's hilarious. Oh, oh man. Yeah, you know what? I started I was stupid, went to tuxedo, I'm back to I was stupid. Counting in, I uh I'm rolling with it. At least it can be somewhat of a joke instead of me being the joke. Yeah, that's fair. I really think we should do this at some point, get a couple of those uh t shirts and then rock it out in public and as a punishment or something. Maybe that should be our because uh, we are joining a fantasy football league again this year. 
maybe we could have the the audience help us decide if that would be a good fantasy football punishment if you had to dress up like that in the gotta, either a tuxedo or you a gotta put them in t-shirt in a public setting though you know they have to wear yeah. the uh, tuxedo t-shirt and then go go do open mic stand-up comedy like that <laughs> like, that would probably actually help you You'd walk up on the stage and everybody would be laughing like we did when we just thought about that outfit having built-in B.O. <laughs> no, you have to go do something serious. Like, mm. what's something serious? You have to go to like a, a book Speed club. Speed dating. Speed dating. No, forget about it. You're gonna They're going to turn you away at the door. No, we'll have to uh, refine that a little bit as we go along. But yeah, there's the new uh, hypothetically speaking segment. I think it brought up some good laughs. I definitely had a blast doing it. Well, how did you feel about it, Blake? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I uh, hopefully the the listeners enjoy it so that we can keep coming back to it because you know the more I get to talk about tuxedo t-shirts, the you know I, I see that as a win. True. Well, that was actually a fantastic time we just had. Uh, you can send us in hypothetical questions. We have a listener submission form in our bio on Instagram. There's a link there. Just click it. It's the top selection there. You can send us in any questions you want to have answered on the podcast. We love getting listener submissions. And we love getting reviews, Blake. It's always nice to see some five-star reviews coming in. So uh, shout out to, we have had some on Spotify. They don't come with the big text readout and stuff, but shout out to those listeners who have given us five-star reviews over on Spotify. Make sure you're subscribed to us on YouTube and Instagram at PM and the AM podcast. We've got a lot of good content coming out. Blake, you got anything for the listeners on the way out today? No, I do not. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to another wonderful edition of PM and the AM podcast. We will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Congrats on making it all the way to the end. We hope you enjoyed the show. You are now officially part of the PM and the AM fan base, the morning people, and we are super pumped to have you here. Now that you're a part of the crew, please share the episode with a friend and make sure to check out the rest of our shows and social media content for more hilarious brackets, crazy questions, and an overall great time. Thanks for listening. It truly means a lot to us, and we'll catch you guys next week.